Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, and I am just want to thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking to you about a topic that I hear so many of our listeners, and especially the aspiring C-suite leaders, come to me either in one-on-one conversations or some of the people that I mentor, they say, how do I have a difficult conversation? I need to work with this person, but they're afraid. They're not sure, they don't have the tools or the confidence, and perhaps we've not prepared individuals to engage in difficult conversations. But before I go there, again, I just want to thank you. If this is the first time you're joining us, a sincere thank you for listening. And if you find this podcast interview helpful to either yourself, if you're aspiring to elevate your career, or you are a leader and have people around you that just have not honed these skills to be able to be more effective and influential, let's have a conversation because I know you can do this. You are capable of elevating and mentoring the people that are in your care. But just know, if you simply don't have the time, I can partner with you and help elevate the leaders of tomorrow. But let's come back to you, this conversation about, "Ah, I don't want to have that difficult conversation. Rather than taking the time to work with them, we would rather just work around them, maybe get input from others. I'll send them an email hoping I will get that information and avoid the adversity, or maybe they'll change someday. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So, you know, there's so much wasted energy and effort simply wondering and avoiding and working around. And one of the things I talk about in the Drop and C Suite Academy is that we sometimes are in a place where we feel victim to the circumstances of the other people. They're just that way. And rather than fret over it, we'll just start from a different place and see how we can get our work done with or without that difficult person. But I propose that rather than fester over and over how to have a difficult conversation with that person, what do I need to do on myself to be in control and maybe seek to understand the other person? and approach them differently. That's how we start the C-Suite Academies. We don't talk about the other people in your ecosystem. We talk about you because ultimately as a leader, you have full accountability for every result that happens. You have a choice. It is in your control. And that is contrary to many things that you believe in. But just know, we check with you first, make sure that you have the right mindset, the right approach to approaching other people before putting blame or profiling other people that you find difficult. So with that, one of the things that I want to do is paint a picture to you about a situation. Let's just say there is a difficult situation, a difficult person. I want you to know that it's not a matter of whether they're good or bad. 
They could be aligned with our values or not, or simply someone to get to know or avoid. It's human nature to simply avoid the adversity of it all. If we believe somebody is a threat, somebody is not aligned with who we are, we avoid them. And that is human nature. That is survival. We choose to remain safe. And that's why we get all concerned because we want to avoid and not venture into an unsafe position. But if it could be, and I want to propose to you that we may have limited information about the person or situation, and therefore we jump to conclusion that that person is difficult and we need to approach with caution. And I'm just going to pause there. And this is true. You feel this way. But again, as we move along in this conversation that we're having, we're going to move you from a place of feeling not safe and believing the situation or person is difficult to a place where you are in control and you learn differently that in 80% or more times of the cases, the person or situation is not difficult. It was simply in your mind. So let's move forward. What if the other person is an amazing talent in their area of expertise? You need them. (laughs) But we never took the time to learn that they're maybe scared to speak in public. And maybe they never received good training in social graces, or how to communicate. Did you ever stop and ask those questions? Err on the side of believing that they are a good person and they mean to do good work and be a good person, but maybe there's something else about the person we just don't know. And what if maybe they came from an environment of adversity for which perhaps abrupt responses were all that were acceptable? And they were in an ecosystem for which there was no gratitude or empathy. Ask yourself, maybe, could that be why we perceive the person or situation as difficult? Again, we have to take responsibility and be in control of the situation and don't assume a narrative. So until we take personal accountability to get to know someone for both their strengths, again, I'm a positive person. We look at their strengths. Have you understood their passions and perhaps learn their weaknesses or opportunities? You should not judge someone as difficult. Ask yourself, have you ever had a conversation or sought to understand the person? So as I said before, check yourself. Make sure you take the time to have a one-on-one to get to know that person for which you need to have difficult conversations with, but maybe it's not a difficult conversation because you've been simply avoiding it. You have since psyched yourself up and filled your mind with the narrative, it is difficult. And again, pause, think about it. Now, mind you, 5 or 10% of those people couldn't actually be really, really, really difficult people. And maybe they should or should not be in the environment for a collaborative workforce. But if you've never taken the time to get to know these qualities about a human, we're talking about humans, we're not talking about transactions or widgets. If you've never taken the time to have a conversation with that individual and understand their deepest gifts that they have to bring, then who are we to judge them as being difficult? Now, I don't mean it to be a Debbie Downer. Let's move on to things that are more positive. What is it about this person that you think they might respond to you in a certain way? Ask yourself if you've ever taken the time to get to know them. Maybe, think about it, they are intimidated by you and they simply respond to what you ask for in the way you ask them. Have you ever checked yourself on how you come across to other people? 
Have you asked other people what they think of you in the way you communicate or approach them? So again, check yourself first. I'm going to say this over and over again, but just know that it may be simply a matter of asking yourself these important questions before proceeding and engaging with a person that you need to get work done with. And maybe this is no longer a difficult question. So let's just say you are at the point where when they respond or they don't respond, you're frustrated and you don't know what to do to get ahead. I first suggest you need to have a conversation with them to express what you need and want to address the gap so that you can move forward together. But how do you start such a conversation? You may prepare yourself to say, hello, such and such, it's great to meet you. I want to talk about this, 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 and this. Oh my, (laughs) I am already stepping back and going into reaction mode. That is the way that sometimes we think we're going to get the things we need when we have a difficult conversation. We'll get nervous and we'll start talking fast when maybe we should be listening more. So we need to start from a place of grounding yourself. Ground yourself in something that is a common goal or a common initiative for which both of you are working on, and the challenges or the successes of how it's progressing, speak of something positive and perhaps both of you can agree on. Again, established common ground. You level the playing field. You take down the tension just a notch. So for example, if it's a new initiative, and there's a lot of work and a lot of meetings, but you're relieved that management is starting to take this seriously. Could you say something like that when you open up the conversation with the person and look for the head nod and the body language that shows they agree with you? Yes, we're both under a lot of stress with this new initiative or what we're trying to accomplish. Body language. Again, I'm asking you to speak less, listen more, and also observe the body language of the other person. It's data. If they seem that like their arms are closed or they're leaning back, your job in this conversation that you want to control is to bring them forward, open up their body language, bring them forward and lean into you so you can have a constructive conversation. And so I propose to you that if you start from a place of establishing common ground, some levity, all this work we're going through right now, it's a lot. It's crazy right now, but hopefully we'll get to the other side. Look for that positive body language. You have moved the conversation a bit forward, and it's no longer that difficult. So now I propose to directly address the issue or the problem that is important to you and the gap, the timing, the thing that might not be delivered, and then ask the question, how do you see it? Help me to understand, or what is it that you're experiencing right now that may or may not be satisfying that gap. Ask questions because you've gone first and expressed your need, but then immediately switch it over to the other person and ask them questions about the work, how you've requested it, when you requested it, is it understood? Are there other priorities that are getting in the way? Because then you've slowed the process down a little bit and when they respond, not react, but respond to you, the person will now share information and insight with you that you must listen to and gather that as data because what they have been in your script 
to say, this is what I need, why I need it, and why it's important. You may have turned off the person and they will go into react mode. What you want to do is control the conversation and get them to respond with you to you with information that may be new insight. And so had you gone first, maybe you never would have learned this. But the onus is on you. Seek to understand what the gap may be from their perspective and listen to the gaps and seek to understand because you never know what you think you wanted to solve may be actually something else. It gives them time to spew, listen. It gives you a chance to understand what might be the actual issue. So I know I've given you a lot. In theory, this does work. But maybe I'll give you an example to put it in context again. So I want you to sit back and think and listen about a time where maybe you were about to engage in a difficult conversation. You worked yourself up, but could you approach it a little bit differently? And I'll speak in the context of, I'm busy. I need a report on a certain day so I can get a certain thing done. You're not getting the report when you need it to complete your job is the problem. So you enter the conversation and you say, oh, there's been so much on this project lately. I know you and I have both been working on it. I'm excited for it, but oh my, there's so much work on it. I bet you're pretty busy as well. Yes, acknowledge. They say the same thing. And they said, you know, there's been a lot of new reports generated. And I think you're responsible for this report. Tell me a little bit more about it and how you pull it together, because I think it's very interesting and it would be helpful for me to understand all that needs to go into it in order for us to be able to work on it. And then they tell you the challenges. And then they tell you things like they have other priorities or they don't have the resources to not only get your request done, but everybody else. And then is they're sharing this insight because you asked first, help me to understand, you now realize it's not a difficult person. It's a difficult situation, but it's not a difficult conversation. You soon realize it's a difficult situation that they're experiencing and they don't want to fail and they hate to be seen as a failure. And so as you listen and you listen deeply, you find out that maybe they can't get the request to you sooner. Maybe they're having IT issues, their computer is slow, and they can't get it to you in the time frame you want. And they don't know how to speak to other people to ask for help. And so simply, they may avoid and not respond to you because maybe they have so many other conflicting priorities. And now you feel sorry for the person because now you understand. And so it takes you from a place of fretting over a difficult conversation to potentially one that you need to express empathy and then maybe be a person that can help solve their issue. And in return, you get what you need. And it may be while this person is explaining to this situation, you know somebody in IT that can help their computer situation to maybe speed up the reports, make it more efficient. Or maybe they're talking about all of these priorities, but you know the manager that they report to and you've got a good relationship to. Maybe you can get clarity amidst all of the priorities with this manager and the importance of this one report or activity for you. And then cascade it down to your colleague who you thought was difficult, but they were trying to meet the needs of the business. And when you come back to them and say, hey, I know you've been trying to get that report to me, but I realized what you told me is you were having these challenges with your computer and you weren't clear on your priorities and you come back to them and maybe solve those problems. Guess what? 
you now get the report that you're looking for, and you have deepened a relationship with somebody and seen as a collaborative problem solver and what was perceived as a difficult person or a difficult conversation. You now truly understand that they're a human and that they're one to be respected. And that if we engage and take personal accountability and have meaningful conversations to establish common ground, express the gap, but seek to understand if they see the same gap and ask more and more questions to understand the challenges they have in order to close the gap. Maybe they don't know exactly what you're looking for. Maybe the way you communicate your emails, they misunderstood what you wanted. It's always about accountability and then followed by respect for the other person. And so this changes the entire narrative of what you think having to have difficult conversations. You have to work with that difficult person and you avoid it to changing your mindset, changing your leadership, to know that everybody deserves having a respectful conversation that might start from a pain point, but it is also an opportunity to be a deep listener, establish a relationship, potentially resolve an issue for the other person, build trust, and maybe you have a friend forever. Now, I know I express that with a lot of passion, but I really, really care about you deeply. I don't want you to struggle in your career. And if you're a leader that you have seen people in your care struggle with these situations, but didn't know exactly how to coach or mentor them through these challenges, and then even ask for feedback. How did that go? Did you take the time to ask that person who maybe had the courage to have a difficult conversation and ask them what went well and what could be improved? That's your role as a leader to help mentor and coach the leaders of tomorrow and remove the struggle that they're having so that you can get a more effective and efficient results in the work that we do for however we do it each day in and day out. So I may have made this sound easy. It's not. (laughs) I've had to learn this over time, but it does take practice. And I will promise you that the first time you have to practice this, you will be nervous. But once, and I promise you 80% of the time, you will get a good result. You will be relieved and then rinse and repeat. Do it again. Have a constructive conversation. Don't see it as a difficult one. The next one is a constructive. Think about the word construct. We are building. We are building relationship to resolve issues that are in the way of us getting to the mutual goals that we're trying to satisfy. So be the person, be the one in control, be the leader, be nervous the first time, have the courage to seek a good result, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Now, I've had quite a few people come to me with questions like this. If this or other topics are challenging for you, reach out to me because I am starting to get a few of them bubble up to me through one-on-one conversations that I'm having with you. And while I have 50, I've got a hundred topics that I can bring to you on these solo podcasts. This is for you. This podcast is for you so you don't have to struggle in your career. And if there is a burning question out there, I will bring the best of my insights and frameworks for you to try to be able to move your career forward, conversations forward, build more relationships with humans. And so if this was of help to you, but you need more, I do offer my drop-in C-suite academy. It's a three-month experience where we go over these topics and many others through group coaching, 
direct instructor-led training, not videos, and also one-on-one coaching, as well as many other resources. I extend that offer to you if that is of interest. And if perhaps you cannot commit to a three-month experience, we also offer one-on-one direct coaching to maybe deal with a specific pain point that you need help getting beyond that. And so I really care about you. I want to thank you again for listening to another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. We join you week after week to provide you insights and inspiration so you don't have to struggle as much and be able to control your career and reach the goals that you want. It is my pleasure. This is Deb Coviello signing out, but it is my distinct pleasure week after week to have a conversation with you. And if we haven't connected, please do reach out to me on LinkedIn or my relaunched website at dropinceo.com. I would love to connect with you for a complimentary consultation. Let's just get to know each other and perhaps I can provide some insights to you. But until then, I wish you continued success and be well. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.